We have associated responsibility with stress. Ding, we ding, replace ding, the ding, words. Ding, 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 ding. Say that right. again, because that yes. is hitting the nail on the head right there. Right. I tell you, we're going to go deep real quick, right? <laughs> like we told you, we had a good one for y'all today. Like people have replaced the word responsibility or stress with the word responsibility. And it's altering our life, right? It's causing us to have a different type of perspective on life altogether. And where we're running away from responsibility, which we think is really stress, which is what we're, what is really stress. Mm-hmm. And we're having, we're ending up with a life that's going to cause us a lot of stress. Welcome to the Perspective Podcast, where we embrace open dialogue from different perspectives about entrepreneurship, relationships, and education. And this open dialogue is needed, especially today, as we live in a Twitter finger society where everyone seems to care more about getting their point across than they are about hearing the other person's perspective. If you're ready to grow your business, your relationships, and your personal development, stick with us here at the Perspective Podcast, because sometimes in life, to get to the next level, you just need a different perspective. If I look like what I've been through, I'd be roadkill. Tell me off of the pavement, I'm reeking from the mold still. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, C. Muzan. Got T here with me. Say what's up, T. What's going on, family? Guys, we are back. I believe this is episode number 22 of the Perspective Podcast. So again, just starting out, wanting to say thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to everybody that's in the community that has commented or messaged us or just at least listened to the podcast, guys. We definitely appreciate it. Again, T and I's objective here is to build community and really help us start to have the conversations that we need to have in order to get breakthrough, in order to uh, see things a little bit differently, to maybe take a different action or different course um, according to whatever the, the topic is. So again, we appreciate you guys' support. We want to continue to give you guys some good content today. Is it's gonna? It could be a fun conversation. Hopefully, you guys are ready for a good one because you know T and I have a feeling that uh, this could be one of the uh, all-time great conversations Uh-oh. on the on the Perspective Podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hyping it up a lot, but it may be very good. But today. <laughs> Today's topic, because again, T and I talked about this again yesterday, and uh, we we were able to flow on it for a bit, but today's topic is something that, um, a word that I feel like everyone, and I could say everyone, I feel like everyone is very familiar with uh, in our society today, and it's the word comfortable. And I hear that word comfortable a lot, and T, I know he hears that word comfortable a lot, but the question is, what's the underlying meaning behind when people say they're comfortable or they're seeking to be comfortable? Um, is it a cop-out? Like, is it just about being lazy? Is that, is, is that what people mean when they say, I, I just want to be average or I just want to be comfortable? Are they really saying, I just want to be lazy or that I don't want any responsibility? Mm. What is really the meaning behind saying, I want to be comfortable. 
T, I'm gonna throw it to you immediately because, uh, uh -oh. yeah, <laughs> I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, I know I have context for this. Like I, like I told you last night, I have context for this because I come across this type of person every single day, doing what I do for a living, running a financial services agency, and in the process of building and uh, recruiting agents and other brokers. One of the things that I have to ask a lot of people is what their goals are and their ambition and where they want to be. And more times than not, people tell me, I just want to be comfortable. I just, you know, that, and that's their way of saying, I don't want anything more than what I have. I don't want to do anything more than what I have. And that ideally one day I'd like to do nothing. That's what it sounds like when I hear it. But T, tell me what's, what's your take? What's your perspective on it? How, how have you encountered it and what have been your feelings on it? All right. So I'll, I'll give my perspective and then I'll, I'll speak from, I'll, I'll play the devil's advocate, if you will, um, to my own point. Right. So because I think that there's a, <clears throat> excuse me, a fine line, right? There's a fine line that's there. And I think I know what people are saying because I've, I feel like I've been there to a certain degree at one point years ago in my life. But initially, you know, when I hear that today, it's a, um, like, you know, as we were saying before, I don't know where this whole responsibility being a bad thing, like it's a burden, right? <laughs> like, like, like responsibility is a burden. Now, now here goes the, the hard reality and the hard truth. And we'll go very deep with this very quickly. Um, if you don't mind, responsibility ha has a weight to it. There is a weight to responsibility. I mean, if anybody has ever had children, think about not having children and then having a child. <laughs> life feels different, right? Absolutely. Like life does feel different. Like there's this other weight or feeling that I have to ensure that this human being being me and this other little human being is okay. I can't just think about things all by myself, right? Like, I can't just be like, I'm just about to go buy a burger and just leave the house. Like, no, I got to prep this other little person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we got to both go out. Then I got to figure out what are they going to eat when we get to this burger place, right? Right. And so, so what have you. So, yes, there is a responsibility, but the, it's not a bad thing, right? Like for some reason, and I would just, I would just get out there right now. Like I don't believe in retirement, one hundred percent. This is gonna just, cause this is the foundation for where all this is coming from. Mm. And I don't believe in retirement. And the reason why somebody says, like they ask me why, is because there's no such concept of retirement in my where I get my source of truth like my foundation of truth, which is the word of God or the Bible, you know, depending on who I'm talking to, right? Like there is no concept of retirement. So when people say, I'm just like trying to just be comfortable or save up so I can be comfortable or save up so I can, you know, stop working. Like all of this is like rounding out to this. I don't want to do nothing. <laughs> like you know which is like i don't want to have any burden of responsibility 
right? I just want enough money where I don't have to worry about paying my bills, my kids are taken care of, and my this is that. It's like I try to get as much of this stress. Ah, see, that's the real thing right there. We have associated responsibility with stress. Ding, we ding, replace ding, the ding, words. Ding, 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 ding. Say that right? again because that yes. is hitting the nail on the head right there. Right, I tell you, we're going to go deep real quick, right? Like, we told you we had a good one for y'all today. Like, people have replaced the word responsibility or stress with the word responsibility, and it's altering our life, right? It's causing us to have a different type of perspective on life altogether. And where we're running away from responsibility, which we think is really stress, which is what we're, what is really stress, and we're having, we're ending up with a life that's going to cause us a lot of stress. And that's the crazy part about it, right? Like, I know you, you had a quote that I think you put on Twitter. If, you know, you tweeted at one point where essentially it was like, you know, what is it? Freedom or, um, what is it? Freedom or Security. what was the other thing? Security, right? Like, and you know, people are like, you know, security. And it's like, no, freedom, right? It's like, no, I don't want stress, no security, right? Because freedom, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to be free. <laughs> it definitely does. They they say this is the land of freedom and we're born free, but when you get into the system of this country, you are no longer free. You no longer act as a free person because you're always doing things that are out of your will for security. It's it's a lot of and, and that is going deeper right right away. So we might come back to that freedom versus security side because we I, will. I, I did post that and it's, it is an important conversation to have and it does tie in. Right. And so that's, you know, so, so getting back to like, you know, as we're going around this, my thoughts on it, for me, when I, when I hear, I just want to be comfortable is for, it, it translates today after some experience is I don't want stress yeah. in my life. And going to a job every day or five days a week, six days a week, and some people seven days a week that I hate, that I, I, I wish I like when I get to work, before I get to work, I'm thinking about what my lunch break is going to be. And after my lunch break, I'm thinking about how much time I have left. I would, wa I would want to retire from that too, if you will, after 40 years. Exactly. Who wants to live their life that they, they literally try to figure out a way to hit snooze, try to get as much sleep as possible, pray to God that there's no traffic so that they don't get late so that they don't get written up on a job that they hate anyway. <laughs> like, right? So so literally it's like this, I want to retire. I want to accept this, but the problem with retirement is there's no such God, there's no such concept with God because we are human beings that are designed to work now, I'll define work in a second, to work our whole life. You're not, we're not designed to work like the way we're working with all of the stress. But to, when you look at the, in the word of God, the word work in, the, in Genesis, and that is the first book of the Bible, it actually is, it means to become. So literally when he told Adam to work the garden, he was literally talking about become your greatest expression of yourself in the environment that I created for you. Wow. Now, I'll say that again. He was telling Adam and Eve to become the greatest expression of yourself within the environment that I placed you in. 
Now, I know some people are like, well, I don't believe in religion. That's fine. But just take the concept. There is the earth. There's an environment we all live in. And our job, as Oprah says, is to become our, she said this from a speech. So if you don't like God, then Oprah said it. She said, <laughs> your goal is to be the greatest expression of yourself while you were here. That's what she gave at a commitment speech. And I was like, man, that sounds really familiar to something I read ago, years ago, but I'll take it out of the way. Become the greatest expression. But when you don't know how to, and when you don't believe that you can become the greatest expression of yourself, you fall into the, I just want to be comfortable trap. <laughs> and, and that's what I think where people are. You're right. And the, f the funniest thing about it for, for us that believe in law of attraction or, you know, your words become things, energy in the universe, whatever you put out, you get back, all those type of things. The fact that you say that you want to be comfortable all the time is actually one of these like self-fulfilling affirmations that you're saying that you don't want responsibility. Yeah. Comfort. Comfort comes from a place of not having to do anything. Like somebody or something uh, kind of like covering you, kind of on a, yeah. on a you know, it, it's, it, it shields you from the things that you have to go through. I read mm -hmm. a quote that, to touch on stress, I read a quote that said uh, that stress is what builds your mental and emotional toughness. Mm. Because just like if you're actually building a muscle, if you go to the gym, it's the resistance that actually grows the muscle. It's the fact that you're breaking down and tearing the muscles that, and then working them that, that builds them up. So for our brains and our emotions, the EQ part of our life being, um, being a muscle, stress is the thing that allows you to grow your mental and emotional toughness. It's the thing that mm -hmm. breaks, breaks down. It's the resistance. So when people are saying, I just want to be comfortable, they're running from the thing that will actually develop them into the person they need to become. Because and that's deep. Yeah. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that's really good. That's phenomenal. It, it's, it's, it's one of those things that if we're not careful to pay attention to this, this is what's happening in our society because it's our words. Our words are becoming our reality and the more people say and again just to give context almost 90 i don't know i don't want to go that high maybe 80 percent of the time when i sit down in front of another person whether it be an individual husband and wife what business whomever it is 80 percent of the time that's pretty accurate people will tell me when I ask them about their goals, their dreams, where they want to be, they normally just say, you know, I just want to have enough money to be comfortable. I just want to be comfortable. And again, by, the, by them saying it out loud, they're actually just shielding themselves from the actual things that they need to be able to grow. And that's, I think, where we have to pay attention. We have to really get to the root of why, why do you want to be comfortable and what does comfortable mean to you? What yes. does like really, really dive in and articulate to me? What, what does comfort mean? Because 
from a money standpoint, just so everyone knows, this is this will be a great wake up call for everyone that's listening to this that maybe isn't up on their financial literacy. When you say, if you actually want to live a comfortable life, if we are going to take the, the, the worldly thoughts of retirement, uh, of yeah. what it is today, if you want to be comfortable in retirement, you need to be rich. Mm. I'll say that again. How do you define rich? How would you, from a, as a financial expert, define rich? Well, that's, well, that's the thing. It's, it's obviously relative to every single individual. Every person that you sit down with is going to have a different financial plan or whatever the case is. But let's just take it from a number standpoint, a number standpoint. Yeah. Retirement, and this is a money lesson for people that are out there, so hopefully you, you have a pen or you write this down. When you take a look at retirement, which would literally mean you just don't have to work anymore if you don't want to. Yep. It doesn't necessarily mean that you just stop doing everything. It just means you don't have to work anymore if you don't want to. So the way that people stay retired for long periods of time is you build, you get enough cash, you have a pile of cash that grows. The interest that that pile of cash kicks off every year should sustain your lifestyle in retirement. So from a number standpoint, let's say you needed to have, I don't know, let's say you needed to have- Let's say 70,000 because they say you're not any happier after you make over 70,000. So let's use 70,000. Got it. So let's just say you needed, you wanted to make, to, to have $70,000 a year in your retirement every single year. Well, how many years do you want to live or normally are most people living in retirement? 20 plus, 20 plus, 20 on the low end. Nowadays, 30, 35 on the high end, 40 years after <laughs> they let's retire. Say 30, let's say 30 because grandma is like um, mama now. So let's say 30 years. Let's use some hard numbers, 30 so, years. So if you just said, and this is not even talking about my interest uh, calculation that I was showing you. If you just said, I need to have $70,000 a year for 30 years, that's $2.1 million. So in your retirement, if you just want to have $70,000 every single year to pay for your living, your lifestyle, whatever it is, you need to save, hypothetically, you need to save $2.1 million for you to live 30 years in retirement and live off of 70,000 a year. Now and we're not going to factor depreciation or anything else. That's nothing just else. Basic just, math. Straight, just basic math, 70,000 times 30, 2.1 million. You need, that's how much you're going to need in retirement. In my estimation of if you want to do it the right way and have a financial product, whether that be real estate, whether that be some type of mutual fund, cash value insurance policy, whatever it is, you want to have something that continues to pay you and the principal, what's on there doesn't go down. Well, you need to have a large enough stack of money that that interest that it kicks off will then pay for your lifestyle. So let's say you got to a million dollars in your 401k, IRA, whatever it is, and you got a, an account that gave you 10% interest. If that account gives you 10% interest every year, that means that's $100,000 that of interest, it's gonna kick off to you every single year. Well, if you have a million dollars and you get 10% interest, 
and you can find that account that kicks you off 10% interest, you'll have $100,000 a year for the rest of your life, and you'll never have to worry about touching that million-dollar principal. Now, here's the toughest part. There are not many accounts that will give you back 10% consistently every single year. There's, there's very, very few of those. And two, it still means you have to save a million dollars. That's just the way it goes. So in one example, if we just ran straight numbers, you need 2.1 million to have a quote unquote comfortable retirement, or you need to have at least a million and find the right account that can get you the right amount of interest quote unquote, to be comfortable in retirement. So either way you look at this, you need to be rich to be comfortable. You need mm -hmm. to be rich. You need to get to a place like your $100,000 in retirement is not going to cut it. Your 200000 is not going to cut it. You need minimum, minimum a million dollars. And they're saying for people that are in their 30s, 20s and 30s, you're talking closer to 4 million. So I don't know what people's definition of rich is, T, but like, to me, if you're going to save $4 million, you're rich. There you go. <laughs> All right. So that's it. That's, <laughs> like, that is, again, it goes completely against the fabric of what we're saying out of our mouth when we say, I just want to be comfortable. So let's talk about that for a second, right? Now, let's now, because, and, and look, people, we are going down this path because I have worked in financial services. I'm, I'm literally kind of on the, the lending slash selling side even now, um, just a different industry. You know, this is what Chris does at the kitchen table every day, literally. And we understand, like, when somebody says, and this is self-fulfilling prophecy Chris talked about, I want to be comfortable, then you start doing comfortable things, okay? And so let me, let me catch this. It's hear me out. We just showed you very basic and you can go, go to any financial guru, whoever you want to go talk to, right? They're going to give you these same numbers <laughs> are very close ones to it based on what you need. Right. Mm -hmm. If you start talking about what to be comfortable, you start doing comfortable things. But the problem is your comfortable things and what I really mean by things is you start, your actions become comfortable. They don't match 4 million saved. Exactly. <laughs> right? Like, let's just use the million. Let's say it's a perfect world and our economy just like reboots in a good way. And you're able to work it off a million and you're 30 today, right? Let's just, let's just give the wildest case scenario. You still have to earn enough money plus invest some of that money and then the investment vehicle has to still get you to a million dollars. Exactly. So, so now there's a couple routes to this. You can, like for myself, I, I earn over six figures, right? Like I, I do it the hard way through a job and then also have my business on the side. I'm a dualpreneur. Chris loves it, but it's okay. Uh, right? <laughs> I said that on purpose. I said that on purpose, right? Because I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. I, I, want to, I want a good thought going. I forgive you. <laughs> um, all right so but now now let's say i don't want to do business anymore i don't want to like i don't want to run my own thing i don't care to do any of that right like i would need to say okay let's say i'm just making a hundred a uh, hundred k right i'm just going to use a flat number i would need to say okay 
well, I'm going to work 30 more years, and if I never made another dollar, right, then, and let's take away inflation, then, and Chris, I hope you got, uh, you got a pin. Uh, I just realized I didn't have a pin in front of me, but I'm doing this really quick. 30 years, and what if I save 10% every year, right? So I pay myself a tithe, right? I said $10,000 a year for 30 years. What is that? That's some basic math. What is that? 300000 right? That's pretty yeah. simple, right? Yeah. Yeah. 300000 right? Yeah. Now, I save $300,000. Now, while I'm saving, I would need to find X investment vehicle, right? Whatever that's like, Cordon Capital, that's, you know, maybe some real estate stuff or <clears throat> an investment product, maybe Chris has, right? To say every year while I'm saving, if I put $10,000 away, can I get to a million? And then what someone Chris like would do, the expert, he would literally say, okay, I have your, your principal of three. I need to make you $700,000 in interest. Mm-hmm. I need to earn you 700 grand in interest so that in 30 years, you got that million and then you can live off of, then I'm going to flip you to another product in 30 years, hopefully, right? Here goes the hope. Hopefully that you're going to be able to now earn 10% during that whole time so that you can live off of your same $100,000 again. <laughs> now, <laughs> excuse me. here goes the problem with the scenario I just gave. It sounds like totally doable, right? You're like, yo, you make it a hundred thousand, take ten percent, right? Take ten thousand dollars off. I need to make seven hundred thousand. But listen, I have to earn more interest than what I put in. Exactly. <laughs> right? Think about that. I, I my money has to produce seven hundred thousand dollars just to even have a chance at it. Right. So that takes like you can't be operating comfortably because you got to figure out and be a part of and give it the right people to help you earn seven hundred thousand dollars that you don't have to work for. Exactly. You, that's not comfortable actions. Right. Just the mental process of going through that and watching it and adjusting it and, and going through all the, of that is is a job, if you will, in itself. Now, here goes the other big ticker with that. Most people don't earn six figures. Exactly. Right? Like, I'm and at an advantage. People, and, and, go, <laughs> and go one step further, most people don't save 10% to themselves. Look, I was, that's this whole other part, right? <laughs> like, right? So, like, what we're, the whole bottom line is, if you're starting from a lower place, then you got to save more, or you got to work longer. And you're like, I'm trying to stop working. It's, it's, that's, it's crazy and that's, you know where it pops up the most I'm sorry T to jump in no it's okay but like you know where it pops up the most and people are going to get mad at me when they when they hear this podcast and, and really go into what I'm about to say the place I think it shows up the most in most people's lives this word comfort is the amount of vacations people take mm. I'm, I really have an issue and I don't you know I, at the end of the day again context i don't judge anybody everyone's you know you can live your life however you want if you just want to see the world and vacation fine that's all good but i really have an issue with people that vacation a lot and still want those goals those things those i want to live a comfortable life i want to have all these things down the line 
but their actions don't match to that. And that's kind of what you're saying. It's like mm-hmm. when, when you're talking about being comfortable, the fact that you're saying this over and over again, it's in your actions, in your daily, monthly, yearly actions, it's showing that you really do want to be comfortable and you are trying to be comfortable right now. Yeah. And the saying that I always love to tell people, and I don't think it always registers with people, but it's you, you're either going to pay now or you're going to pay later. But either way, you're going to pay. So the question becomes, do you prefer to pay now or do you prefer to pay later? And, mm-hmm. I'm, and I mean from a, a, everything standpoint, from an economic standpoint. From, think about it. When you get older, you have less mobility. Your body hurts more. You have more ailments. You have more responsibilities. You have more bills. You have, things become more as you're older. And when we're younger, we try to act like maybe it's just this YOLO generation or whatever that like <laughs> really feel like you you have to live your life right now as if there isn't going to be pain down the line or something that you can seek down the line. It's well, I, this YOLO, hold on. I, I, I want to jump in because yeah, I don't want to forget it. Somebody once said, I heard it recently, they say YOLO, you only live once, and somebody corrected them and said, "No, you only die once. You live every day." Mm, that's it, and I think that's where there's again probably some, some, uh, uh, I don't know. Pe- people aren't understanding the language. People aren't understanding like what we're saying out of our mouth, and that's correct because you you live every day. Right? You're supposed to live your life every day, and not from a standpoint of I'm gonna do this regardless of what if this benefits me or doesn't benefit me down the line we should all be playing the longer game if we know that we are going to be alive if we have a good inkling that we're not going to die meaning we're not terminally ill obviously everything something can happen but god willing right if you're not terminally ill or anything you should be playing a longer game you should be playing that you're going to be around when you're 60 that you're going to be around when you're 56 what type of life do you want to have when you're 56? If you really truly believe you want to be comfortable at 56, you have to pay the price now. You have to pay it now. If you want to cruise and vacation and do all that stuff in your latter years, you can't afford to do them right now. And that message people don't like to hear. They don't like to hear when I sit down with people and we talk over the goals and dreams and people have bigger goals and dreams, but their money goes to places in the short term that doesn't fund their goals and dreams. It goes to things. It goes to cars and clothes and vacations because they want to live comfortably and they keep telling themselves that they're choosing the wrong things right now that are going to cause them to not be comfortable down the line. So they're, people are really confused when they're using this word comfortable. Well, you know, yes. And, and I'm on, I have two points here that I, I, I hope, and I know, I'm not, I don't hope, I'm going to speak it. It's going to benefit you. Number, number one, I see, and, you know, most of my career has been in sales and marketing of some sort. And what I see what people do is they want the maximum return for the least amount of effort. Yep. That's it. 
right? Like I have people every day, even to this day, man, I want to be number one. I want to be number one. And I interview these people and they're like, no, man, who's, who's the number one person in the store? I'm going to knock them off. The, I'm going to knock them off. And I, I'm like, and now I've gotten so numb to hearing it that I'm just like, okay, well, we'll see. Yeah. Right. Like a new editor. I was like, yeah, man, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I want to, I want to hear that. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, I'm bringing somebody on yeah. and I'm going to be number one. And then they come in and their work ethic is not a number one work ethic. Yeah. And they have no idea what it not, takes to be number one. No, no idea. Now, now here goes the, the other, the other side of that is I don't think, Chris, that people truly, I don't want to say this. I want to say it the right way because I want to make sure people understand my heart. I don't know if people have something to live for that they wouldn't want to work on for the rest of their life. Oh, man. Right? Oh, man. Right? That, that goes so so deep, T. I know. I know. And, and I'm just like, I don't know. And so we live in this society where you have entrepreneurs like Chris and, and others out there, right? That, I mean, these people that are, that are running businesses, that they have their dreams and their goals and their and, and and their gravity, if you will, their gravitational pull is pulling you. Right? And, and 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 it's okay. Like that's how life works. We gravitate towards each other and we're pulling and you know, we're trying to accomplish our goals and our dreams. And some people aren't like as great as Chris that where you can work with him and create a lifestyle of yourself. Some other places are like where the places I've worked in my past where they're going to suck the life out of you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And that's what they're designed to do, right? Like, and I'm sorry, that's just the reality of it. And, and, but, but people don't have something to work on. And so it becomes this daunting task to say, man, I'm busting my butt like this and killing myself for what? And we all run into this question, right? And so once you get there and you don't have a light at the end of the tunnel, you don't have that something, then it's like, you know what? I'm just going to, this is just, I'm just going to do my job. Yep. And that's it. And then I'm going to pick and choose what I want to do with my family, my friends, and whatever, which is okay. And that's where I think we begin this self-fulfilling prophecy of I'm going to do the least that I can to try to make the most amount of money. And then I'll leave some money on the table if it becomes too uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now and we're just using money because we're talking about you want people want to be comfortable. And typically it's, I want to have enough money or have enough money coming in whether I'm earning or there that I don't have to worry about doing the things that I don't feel like doing. Mm-hmm. And that's the real conversation, and it gets back to our original episodes from, you know, months ago, which is self-awareness, right? Like, you are designed being, now, whether you believe this or not, just take it, and it's, it's, take the meat, you spit out the bowl, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you are designed as an individual to become a great expression of yourself. Now, that yourself, you may ask, that's the part that you learn, right? That's the part that you are becoming. That's why, and I say this all the time, 
I believe that every single person has a unique fingerprint and it doesn't match anyone else is because as you become who you are, you are supposed to leave your handprint, your fingerprint on this planet and touch it and impact it in a way that no one else can. Yep. That's why I, that's why like people say, well, you got fingerprints and identification, Mark. Why would God do that? And I'm like, well, he, I'm like, well, because like God doesn't need to identify you. You know, like, you know, you're not getting to heaven. He's like, hey, like you go to jail, print here. Are you in? You're not in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't work like that, right? I believe that that is a physical representation, something visually tangible you can see to remind you every single day that you are supposed to leave your special mark on this planet. And that special mark may not be confined to the framework of Walmart. It may not be confined to the, the, the framework of just working for Facebook. Now, it, that's a part of it, right? Like we used to have this debate in college. And Chris, I don't know if, and you know, and, and on your side, they ever had this debate was people say, hey, you know what? I just got a job right now, but I'm going back to school so I can get a career, right? Like you always hear this, like there's a, there's a difference between a job and a career, right? And then mm -hmm. I'm like, well, what's the difference? <laughs> and people say a job is something I don't want to do forever. A career is something that I will want to do for a long time, right? Until I retire. Right. And I remember a professor was like, there's no such thing as job and career. There's just your career. And they were like, no, you know, we're going to school. This is in college. And my professor was like, look, your career is the combination of all your jobs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and, and they're like, no, no, you go get a career. And she's like, what's a career? And they're like, a really good job. And she's like, exactly. It's a job. <laughs> like, you know, people they're like people couldn't get the concept and so I'm using that framework to say this your life is let's call it your career and what you do throughout it is the jobs that you do right you may be a stay-at-home mom for a period of that time right where your sole focus is family at home taking care of home etc cetera, etc cetera, right whatever that looks like for you in your world and somebody else it might be going off and selling something or going off and marketing something or going off and being in HR, what have you, right? But you have to you have to identify what it is that you will do for the rest of your life. And that is just becoming. That's it. Like everything that you do along the way, the different jobs is just a part of you expressing yourself at the greatest capacity. Now watch this. If you live your life with this framework, you will max out the amount of money you make at every job you take. Yep. You'll max out the most amount of money and squeeze every dollar out of every business you open. And then if you decide that you want to take a few years or 30 years to yourself where you travel and become a greater expression of yourself, doing something else without it being in a cubicle, you will have the financial needs and the experience to do so, to be able to even handle quote unquote retirement. People shorten their life retiring. That's why they go back to work. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. It, like and and you, and we see it all the time. We see it all all the time that people get to the end or what they think is the end as retirement and then they go right back to work 
they go right back to work because it really wasn't the end. One thing I want to touch on that that you said before we kind of move forward on it, but the fact that if 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 you want if if everybody wants me to be frank and honest, like on on some things about money in our society, the reason why most people are broke or just you know not doing well financially is because we've never been given the right framework or the right information on money and one of the things that's happened is as we've we're growing up in our society a lot of times um we're not and and obviously there are different groups of people but for most like inner city i'm talking for myself where i grew up inner city you know philly uh single parent household the whole nine when we get into a mindset at a very very early age of the, the things that we can do, the things that we can't do, and what's gonna, how, how we should look at life, how, how we should look at money, how we should look at having a job, all of those things get shaped as we're, as we're young. And one of the things that I learned by dealing with a lot of people is when we don't have a vision for a bigger life or for um, living a life of purpose, when we don't have a vision of that, we 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 make short-term decisions about our life and a lot of us grew up in a place where we weren't given the the tools or the resources to talk about or have the mindset to think bigger to think outside of our box to think outside of our neighborhood to think outside of our city most of us aren't didn't have that type of mindset instilled in us growing up we actually had you know the op the opposite mindset, and it's a lot of times those mindsets that keep us broke, that keep us poor, because we just we don't understand how to how to think about money, how to utilize it, how to really get to a place where it's our it's our tool for us because we're wired with the with the wrong information, um, and it's mm -hmm. because a lot of times. We can't see what that bigger picture is. We can't see what the what the vision is for our life. When if if we don't know that we're a part of something great or a, a part of something bigger, or we're supposed to impact more people, or we're supposed to have more of an influence um, in this world, then of course we make the wrong decisions with our money every day. If mm. you have nothing you're working towards, if you don't know that one day you're you need more because your capacity is bigger and you're going to have to you're having enlarged territory and there's going to be a lot of people that are either report to you or that you have influence over if you don't think about those things if you don't think that's your life you will always spend money go back to our money habits you'll always spend money on short-term fulfilling things vacations cars houses clothes jewelry some people will say experiences, but it's it's all the same. You're spending money because you don't have a long-term vision. And that has a lot that has a lot to do with why people are broke or why they, you know, have a poverty mindset or they don't make money or whatever the case is. It has a lot to do with that wiring. And I think we have to address that and people have to start to understand that this thing about why you're not financially secure, why you're not financially free yet. Is, has a lot to do with your mindset. Has a lot to do right. with your mindset. Right. And and so and let's let's play the other side of it a little bit too. Look, we're 
we're not saying that, and, and just for full transparency, one of my goals, and, you know, I know, you know, Chris was talking about that, is to get to a to work, right, become this greater expression of myself where that I get to a place where I can take two months off a year. Like, I don't mind that, right? But but now watch somebody like, hold up, you just said, listen. I also understand that that's why you hear me say I have a full-time job making over six figures a year, but then also I have a business on the side where I literally get home at 11, 12, 1 o'clock, and I work till 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning building that. Because right? you want freedom. Because you right? want freedom. I want the freedom of the time, right? And so, but here goes the thing. I may not be working two months out the year, working, like physically putting my hands to something every single day, right? But my business is, and that's when I decided, like when we first started this, you know, this podcast, go back and listen to it. I was on the fence mm-hmm. about what I want to do, what I kind of don't want to do. Like I'm evolving through this podcast, Right. Like I remember saying it like, hey, I don't mind being a number two, number three, number 17 at Facebook. And yeah. guess what? I really I that that still I get it. Like to even to this day. However, I understand I played the long game. That's right. right? That's right. I understand that the 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 probability that I become 17 at Facebook is a lot harder and a Facebook media company that just explodes and I was there early is a lot harder than the reality that I can create my old wealth running my old thing or, you know, even starting it on the side now and then ultimately converting it. And that's my long game, right? So that's what we're saying. I'm creating something that gives me the opportunity to take two months off and I want to take two months off. Let me tell you why. One month is filled with all birthdays and anniversaries and everything. And then the other month is filled with like birthdays and a whole bunch of like normal things that my family likes to do during that time of the year. So I'm like, Hey, guess what? These will be my two, but I got to create a system that allows me to do that. That's where people are trying to get to. But you got, but you can't have comfortable habits to do that. How many people are literally willing to say, I want to work 12 to 15 hours during my job. And I'm telling you my story, not to brag, but just to tell you that the work that you got to really put in, the becoming, I literally will work 12 to 15 hours. Like I'm the boss at my job. So sometimes I'm the first one in and I can be the last one out or what have you, right? Things go wrong. I got to stay and fix it. 12 to 15, and then all the way to when I come home, 11, 12 o'clock at night, most of you won't even consider having the job that I have to come home at 11 o'clock and 12 o'clock at night. And then on top of that, to sit down at the computer in your work clothes and work another two to three to watch some things and to put some things together for your business. <laughs> it's real right? work. Think about that. And this is what I said. That's real work. And this is what I said. If I could go through 12 for somebody else, I could do three for me. And that's the mindset. If I could go do 12 for somebody else's vision, I could go do three for me. And then the goal is to do 11 for them and four for me. 
you catch it when I'm doing now, 10 for them and five for me and so on and so on until I can just replace it. But here goes the great thing. Once I replace it, I have control. And I can fully be the expression of me that I can be when I have control of my time. time. Exactly. And that is what we're doing this for. Again, that's what people don't understand is when you're comfortable when, when you talk about being comfortable you ha it has to come with you putting in work first you have to put in work first you have to work i, I heard grant cardone say and he it was a little bit of an exaggeration but not really he was basically like i worked 15 to 18 hour days for 30 years that's why i'm at the place i'm at it's because i've worked to get here and so that's what can allow him to be at a place of comfort to a certain to a certain degree and that's just that's just the way it goes man that's just the way it goes like i i don't know and t i'll, I'll kind of ask you this question what do you think people have to do to rewire that mindset of i'm just seeking comfort i'm just wanting to be comfortable what if they and maybe it just goes back to the place of not having a vision but you know what would you think people should do to kind of rewire that well, I wrote something down here as we're going through this, and this is perfect. Some people, I don't even want to say some people, studies have shown that whenever you're creating your dream, if you will, or a goal or what have you, the best way to ensure, one of the better ways to ensure you go get it is that you have to attach it to somebody else. There's something psychological about what is just for us and then what it's for someone else, right? That's why I think it's funny that we work hard for other people's businesses and we hate it and we hate them, <laughs> right? <laughs> I hate my boss. I hate this company, right? <laughs> but I'll be there right on time every day. I'll be here tomorrow, same time, right? Right? We hate it, but we still go and hold ourselves responsible to it. Security. But when it comes down to something, there you go, just ourselves, we won't. So I believe that if you want to rewire, want to take the path of least resistance on this one. Don't fight yourself. Do it for someone else. That's why when people, financial experts like Chris, or even myself, if I'm, you know, selling you a car or selling you a financial product or, or whatever it is, or we're doing an oil deal or whatever. It doesn't matter. One of the very first questions early on I'm going to say is, you know, what are some things that you want to accomplish by having this car, this product, this financial thing, this oil deal, like whatever it is, right? Like, or, you know, or I'm doing like, you know, my business, my consulting with people or different things, right? Like, what is it that you are trying to accomplish? And then literally most of the time, right after that is who else is going to benefit from this, mm -hmm. right? And what do we hear? My family, you know, my kids, uh, my spouse, uh, my dad, my grandma, my da da da, da whatever it is, right? Don't, that's usually, as you're building this out, associated with somebody. Now, the deeper level to this is take your family off the table because that's going to that's gonna be most of the time automatic. Who are you trying to help? Yep. Right? 
who are you trying to help? If you really want to rewire your, yourself, go on a life mission to benefit a group of people. <laughs> if you re really want to rewire yourself, because the, 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 it, there's endless need most of the time for people, and you will become the greatest expression of yourself being a blessing to others. Absolutely. Now that, if you really want to go deep, if you want to keep it surface level, just focus on you and your family. But if you really want to totally change your life and earn, because right, everything, we're, that comfort, what you're talking about is a number. Like if we really want to be honest, you're talking about there's a number or amount of money that's coming in where I feel okay with. <clears throat> if you really want to be able to hit your number, and if you want to hit your number at the fastest route. So let's say I'm telling you to come to my house and I live an hour away. The fastest route to my house is an hour, but there's three other routes. And those ones is an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours. And, I, and you hate driving and you got to drive. You're probably going to pick the hour route. So what I'm saying is if you want to do that, if you want to pick the hour route, you hate working, whatnot, you don't like what being people telling you about time and you want to get out of your job, don't attach your dreams and your goals to solving a problem for somebody else. Yep. And I promise you, even if you just did it at work on a small scale, you went to your boss and you said, boss, my job, my understanding is within my role, I solve this problem for the company, which is ultimately for the consumer, mm -hmm. right? And make sure you're clear on that first. <laughs> Then your boss is going to say, very good. And they're going to probably look at you differently, too. They're going to be like, where's, where's, where's Maria at? I don't know who this is right now. Where's Terrell at? You know, like, yeah. I don't know who this is right now. But number one, that's the first thing you want to do. And then you're going to say, boss, I commit to solving this problem to the highest level, the highest degree possible. But this is what I need if you're already doing it or if you want to transition later. I need another problem that this company has or our, our customer base has that I want to help solve. And I promise you, watch your income go up. Yeah. Just like that. Just within, <coughs> excuse me, just within work, your income will go up. I literally, my team came to me, or they said, I don't know if they came to me, but we have our meetings. And I said to them, I said, you know, I've gotten to a place now where I just really want dependable people. <laughs> and, and, and I said, I got to this place because I said, I don't want to have to worry about needing to micromanage you or a process or anything, right? Like I want to put things in place and know that it's, it's, it's somebody or the system that's running it is just, it's flowing. Now, does that mean I take my eye off of it, I walk away, I never look at it again? No, not at all, right? On the contrary, but it's just you just want to know that it's dependable. We get married, right, because we're looking at our spouse like, you know what, I can depend on you, right? Like, you know, you look at your parents like, I can depend on you. I told them this. I say, you guys should strive to be the most dependable person in the room, in any room that you get into. <laughs> Why can't you just be the guy or gal to be the most dependable person in the room, right? And 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 what and that is a person. The most dependable person is a problem-solving person. Yeah. That's it. It's a problem-solving person. A person whose life is like, hey, I'm here. What? How can I make this better? But what do we do? We go to work 
and get mad when we're held accountable to the things that we committed to in the job interview. <laughs> Think about that for a second, right? Like I have a couple people at times throughout my career that just can't seem to get to work on time. And one of the very first questions, not very first, but like, I don't even have to ask that question. I never, I, hey, are you, are you going to be able to get to work on time? I never think to ask that question in the interview. But it's one of the very first things people say. Like, hey, I got reliable transportation. I'll be here. Man, I'm going to be early. And then now, we're having a conversation about not being there on time. And then what does that mean? So for me, as a boss, and I'm just giving you insight from a manager, I just feel led to do this. What I do is I say, you know what? They're not inspired anymore. Mm. See, I don't put it on them because I'm a becoming guy. So I start asking myself, how can I solve the problem that they have, which is they're now trying to maximize by doing the minimum amount of work here. What type of environment did I create, right? Or was I a part of creating, or that got created and I didn't see that now this person who had a sparkle in their eye across the interview table now seems like they're, they're lost in the sauce. So then that's where are we training, right? Are we developing are enough touch points? Are they motivated? And then once we go through all of that and they just did, I just say, Hey, they lied to me. They lied or they, they evolved into something different. Maybe it's something that is deeper than what I can help them with because I can't be, you know, teacher, coach, and counselor, and counselor can't be 95% of the opposite, you know, most of it, most of the day, unfortunately, every day, right? I try to mix it in as much as possible. But as a becoming guy, I look at this individual and say, wow, they lost the sparkle, A, because they really didn't have it, they put on the front, or B, we created an environment for them from their perception that doesn't, that doesn't make them want to do it, anything, and then that's where we got to start problem solving as a company, or not as a company, as an office, to say, how do we pull them and reel them back in? But are you willing to do that? Yeah. Right? Would, if you're a manager out there, are you willing to do that? Yeah, I would say no for most. And, and honestly, it wouldn't even be something that I think you should debate. Like, people are going to be people. I don't think fully that it has to do with the environment. I think it more has to do with that person that, yes, when they lose that twinkle in there, when they lose that sparkle, when they, when they lose that flame, when that thing goes out, it's their job to get it back. It's, it's not the job's job to get it back. It's not the employer's job to get it back. It's their job to get it back. So they, people need to figure it out. It's a matter of having a vision and executing on your vision. Do you see a higher purpose for your life or are you just here? That's really, I think when it comes down to, if we come full circle on this conversation about um, saying the word comfortable and is that just a cop out for being lazy? I think we have to come full circle to say, at, at, at the end of the day, you just have to have a vision for your life. Being comfortable, the reason why you want maybe want to be comfortable is because you don't see how, how big life is, you know? Like how big the world is, how much impact you could have, how much wealth, happiness, abundance, all these things, you can have them in your life. The fact that we settle and most people settle for such a small life 
it it can be disturbing. I know that T and I like we talked about this that like sometimes it's just very disturbing to sit in front of another human being that doesn't have ambition or that doesn't have a vision for their life or doesn't want to be the highest expression of themselves or any or any of those things. They have no desire to. It can be frustrating. But again, to each his own. To each his own. If if you've found happiness if you, because again, this, everything in life should come down to a happiness conversation. Am I happy? If you're at a job, because you know, we, we beat up jobs, and even though T has a job, he still beats up jobs, right? Like we're, we're not here. Um, the, the name of the game is happiness. Let's just say that mm-hmm. the, the name of the game is happiness. If you're at a job and you are, a, you know, just ecstatic, waking up in the morning, you're just happy. You're just ready to rock and roll. You get family time. Your quote unquote quality of life is amazing. You're on a basketball team and a softball team. You take your kids to every dance recital and every sporting event. Your marriage is good. Life is good financially. If you're happy, then, then you've, you've won. We're try- everyone's trying to get to where you are. But for the people that aren't, you don't wake up fired up. You don't wake up happy every day. You don't wake up like ready to attack the day. You're just going through the motions. You do things that are more hobbies, but you don't really have true purpose. We're talking to you when, it, when we're talking about what type of language are you talking, is coming out of your mouth. Are you talking about being comfortable? Does that mean you don't want responsibility? Are you wiring your own brain for not wanting responsibility? You might be saying it in the long term, like I just want to be comfortable one day as if you're not right now, but really you're just wiring your brain for comfort right now. That's why you take the little bit of money from your paycheck and save it for a vacation. That's, it's, it's why people do that. It's why you would save up to spend on something that you seemingly believe will, I don't know, reset you, make you happier, give you less stress. I really don't know. So I, I, just on this vacation tip, like I haven't been on a, my wife and I haven't been on a vacation for like, I don't know, six years, seven years. And not that my wife doesn't want to, I kind of don't want to, meaning and I'm, I'm talking longer vacation. I'm talking taking a week, week and a half off, going somewhere. We'll take a three-day weekend here and there. Right? We'll go hang out somewhere for, for a little bit. We've done that type of stuff in the past six years. But I'm talking flying out of the country, going to a destination like a beach or something. We haven't done that type of vacation in a long time because we have different priorities and we're playing a different game. Some people say like, yeah, you need to relax and you need a break. You need to relax and you need a break. Not everybody does. Because when you're operating out of a place of bigger purpose, bigger goals, bigger dreams, happiness, contentment, gratefulness, the things that like you wake up with, I'm not trying to get away from my life. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to get away from anything. There's nothing I'm trying to run from. I'm very comfortable being in this place. And so we really have to start to attack the mindset behind why we're talking about comfort 
and you know we didn't touch on this fully as we said we would going down and i don't know that i want to go down it now but really it's the question between freedom and security mm-hmm. I, I posted that on um, my social media channels because uh, i was listening to an audio and it was dealing with the difference between freedom and security and which one we really choose as americans most people really choose security in your actions because you go get the job and people will say right go down the rabbit hole people will say well i have to get a job because i have to pay my bills mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> like like, right. like like everything is a security place like i i people don't like it when i go super deep into this but every we have a ch- you have a choice for everything that you do in life god yep. gave us choice you don't have to live in a home you could live in a tent on the street is it desirable no but could you Yes. Yes. Could you go spend three weeks in a homeless shelter? Is it desirable? No. But could you? Yes. You would still be living and breathing and all those things. They could happen. So the things that we choose, we're still choosing security when we say we have to go get that job just to pay the bills, just to pay the mortgage, just to pay the car. You don't have to have any of those things. They might be what you want. They might be desirable. You might have a family. So you're like, that's just, you know, not something I would do. Fine. Those are preferences. But if you really want it, right, if you're complaining about someplace you're at in life, if you really are dissatisfied and unhappy and you really are ambitious and you want to go get it and get all that life has to offer you, then you're choosing freedom. Then you have to move far away from security. Mm-hmm. You're moving as the way that it goes is the closer you move to security, the further away you get from freedom. The more, the closer you get to, I need safety, I need security, I need a job, I need to pay it, my mortgage, I, I need security, I need benefits, I, I need these things. The more you go towards security, you are uh, allowing someone or something to take your freedom whether it's the house that's taking your freedom, whether it's your car payment that's taking your freedom, whether it's your actual job that takes your freedom, something or someone is taking your freedom if you are choosing to be secure in a certain area. Therefore, when we say freedom versus security, which one are we choosing? Most people choose security. And therefore, you're not free. You're not free. And, but why, now, I will say this, and then, Next week, or you know, whenever we do the next one, we're going to touch on this, right? <laughs> exactly. right? Right? You know, but this is what it is, and it started right from the beginning. One of the very first things I said: so we equate security with less stress. Yep. Right, less stress. I'm telling you, like you know, I've run my own little shop before, a little business before, a very small practical but now with the information i have today and what i'm really trying to build today right a a lifestyle out of my business i want my business serving me (laughs) and not me serving my business Mm -hmm. having a job is a whole lot easier 
than working for yourself. Absolutely. It is a whole lot easier to have somebody tell you, this when you come in, this when you go, and if you do this, trust me, I'll pay you. Yeah. Right? That's so much easier. That's, that's quote unquote less stressful. But is it? And I think that's where we should end. Absolutely. And we I think will. that's it. And we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next time. That's it. You guys will get you guys will get the full the, the, the full conversation on the next episode. So let's finish this one up, T, with the question of the day. Let's just go from the question of the beginning of the day, which is when you say or you hear someone say that they want to be comfortable, is that a kappa? Is that a code word for I want to be lazy and I don't want responsibility? Is that how you take it when you say or you hear someone say, I just want to be comfortable? Is that a cop out? Is that just like, I, I really just want to be lazy and have no responsibility. That's really what I'm trying to say. What's your take on that? We want to hear your perspective of what you think, guys. So again, message us, find us on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you are, we are. And we want to hear from you. So we always encourage you to message us. Let's start the conversation so we can talk about and get out other people's perspective on, on this topic. T, I think, I think this was a good one today. I think people will get some, uh, some, some value from this because it's something that a lot of people are saying that we're comfortable. So um, tell the people your last message and we'll get out of here. My last point, and I'll drive it home, is remember, if you're trying to rewire and change, that's the people I'm talking to, attach your dreams and your goals to others. You could do it at the surface level if you want with your family, or you could go deeper, look outside your family and say, whose problem or what problem am I meant to solve on this earth? And watch your whole life, your whole perspective adjust. You won't even think you're working hard because it won't be work anymore. That's that sweet spot you hear all these inspirational YouTube videos and Facebook say, you know, find your passion, da, da, da. What they're saying is find your sweet spot where you're not working like we work in the 40-hour work week. You are becoming the greatest expression of yourself. Attach that dream or goal to other people, family, friends, or solving a problem, and watch what happens with your life. Watch what happens. That's good, guys. And from there, we're going to sign off another episode of the Perspective Podcast. We will talk to you guys soon. Stay blessed. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Perspective Podcast. We hope this conversation made you think a bit deeper, gain some insight, or even possibly even gain a brand new perspective. If you did enjoy it, do us a favor, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, Anchor, or anywhere else you stream. Leave a review to help more people experience these conversations and potentially change their perspective as well. And lastly, as always, T and I want you to connect with us. So follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You can find us just by using our names. And there we get a chance to hear your perspective. Until next time, God bless.